0: with these stories, at least not most of the time. Enjoy the show. This this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. And from the border of Liberty Prosperity and the Highway to the North, this is Safety Wars for Friday, October 27, 2023. How's everybody doing out there? What did i spend my day doing i spent my day doing safety at a safety conference listening learning getting my small friends, need some fans that's what i did uh, so today we're gonna go over uh introduction to safety leadership that's what i did today uh with uh, uh at the event a lot of people, you know, they put you on last, and it's one of the last nights, nice weekends of the year, and everybody's heading on out Friday afternoon. The crowd wasn't as large as I thought, but guess what? No, we did. I said, you know what? Well, I'm going to record this. We're going to go and do this all over the and post it for everybody who was not at my presentation. If I could, I would force it down their throat. I'm hope you're enjoying your weekend there and uh let's go right into it who does this safety training apply to what does leadership to? this presentation basically supervisors health and safety professionals up-and-coming professional and anybody else without leadership it's a real bad thing if you're a safety professional because you cannot lead people to work safe you cannot influence people. People get hurt. People get killed. Really poor leadership. And I've been on a lot of projects of very, very poor leadership, I would say. They cause so much animosity towards that safety professional. And what do you think happens? That safety for uh, years later, people hate safety professionals. It happens all the time. Now, I have here the uh, outreach training program for Maritime. And right here it says under Managing Safety and Health. And when you go to the uh, uh, outreach training, they refer you over to this book, Safety and Health Pro- Programs in Construction. And this pretty much applies to all of the outreach training programs that are 30-hour courses. And what do you find out? Up right-hand corner there in the pink, you have Management Leadership what you have. Management leadership. Again, that's what now now again, what's leadership? Well, let's start out first. What is safety? I asked this and I used the HOP definition, the human organization performance definition. Presence of safeguards, presence of controls, more capacity in a system, more resiliency in a system. Right? And you add more of this stuff and presumably you're going to have Safe, a safer job site. And we're not training leadership as safety professionals. A lot of times you need to get derided, and some of it is justified. I'll be honest with you. Uh, safety is the management of people, not machines. People change, people influence other people, conditions change. What about the COVID 19? It was dumped on us. To do the COVID-19 compliance, all the stuff that we hated to do. And we became safety cops for the first time in a long time. And in 20 years, I ended up being a safety cop. Hey, make sure that you wear that mask. Make sure that you go out and wear this. Make sure you go out there and do this. Make sure you do this. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And what happened? We were often tasked with firing people or at least taking having a Part in firing people and throwing people off the job to discipline people and guess what it comes down to this well i didn't throw you off the job the safety professional did or they say why did you throw them off the job you don't have the ability to hire to fire or to discipline people that's why if you're a consultant you better have that in your paperwork somewhere do i have the ability to hire fire or discipline someone if you do not have that ability to hire, fire, discipline someone, you're going to run yourself into problems. I've seen consultants get sued for wrongful firing. I've seen companies get sued for wrongful firing because the person who fired them was the safety professional. It was improper, especially if it's a union job. Right? You need to go out there with leadership. If you have leadership, you got to go out there and impact the C-suite. The CEO, CFO, Chief Human Resources person. The big thing is procurement. What about those procurement people that we talk about here? Do they know what is involved in doing safety, what equipment to buy, why they're buying equipment? The old yellow suit story I tell. Well, Jim, I bought a yellow suit. It's the same as the other yellow suit. No, it's not. Different manufacturer, different chemical resistance. Different suit altogether. You have well welded versus bonded seams versus sewn sweet uh, uh uh seams. All this stuff, if procurement doesn't understand that. Guess what? You're gonna have a problem, and you have to be able to impact those procurement people. How about management on all levels? Right? Gotta be able to impact managers. Here we have. This gentleman here, he was from, and I'm not going to mention names. I'm not going to uh, 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 belabor the dead here. He was the commander, the CEO of the uh, expedition to the Titanic that got lost over a couple months back. This was his statement. You know there's a limit. At some point, safety is just pure waste. I mean, if you just want to be safe, don't get out of bed. Don't get in your car. Don't do anything. At some point, you're going to have to take some risk, and it really is a risk-reward question. I think we can do this just as safely by breaking the rules. Oh, your CEOs say that? This is the CEO of this company, right? Your CEO say that? Where do we start? My story. I did not have, and I don't mean to offend anyone here, I did not have very good leaders, my parents love me, my family love me, all that stuff. But we did not have good leaders growing up. Right, right, Gen X. I'm a Gen Xer person. All Gen X people. We were dealing with the a World War II generation or just after the World War II, maybe some baby boomers uh, born roughly 1952 roughly with my cohort uh, born in my year, 1970. Youngest parents are probably, well, well, younger, better than that, but, you know, 18 years old, 1952. Different time back then. What were we taught, right? We were taught, you're going to do as I tell you to, period. That seems what most of the blue-collar parents were teaching. Go into high school, we still had a lot of these World War II folks that grew up during World War II before World War II, 1920s, 1930s, just afterwards. That was what there. and this is generational. You will respect my authority. You will go out there and you will do as you're told. So leadership, hey, they're, they're your teacher. Why aren't you listening to the teacher? You know, sort of thing. And how, right? And that's what it was. And the other uh, classes in our society are not taught that way. You want to uh, read a book on that? You could talk, uh, read, and he's controversial. Bill O'Reilly's The O'Reilly Factor. Probably he goes into this because he started out in the uh, uh, middle class, Long Island, Levittown, I believe it was. And what happened? He went to a state university. Eventually he went to Harvard and he realized people at Harvard think differently. They were raised differently. Right, but that's what we were raised. That's blue-collar people, and what we notice once we have children that some folks are natural-born leaders. Most are not. You see, you put a group of three-year-olds, four-year-olds together, you're going to find a leader there. How do you identify leaders? You know, a lot of ways to identify leaders of a group, right? But basically, it's a learned trait. This is what I ended up with with my attitude, Cartman. Right, respect my authority. So now the thing is, well, what's leadership? And you hear this all your life. Jim, you need to show more leadership. You need to be a leader. You need to read books on leadership. You need leader, 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 leader. But they never really define what the hell a leader is. Leader? and uh, This is what I use. Leadership is influence. I get this from Mitchell Toll. Mitchell Toll is an American watercolor artist. Uh, He used to give a lot of presentations on leadership in the mid-2000s, but it's always stuck with me. Influence, one word. Leadership is influence. And leadership is transitional. You have to go from people doing what I say to people wanting to follow you. Now, the question is, is one of these two slides. Leadership is influence, and you need to do this leadership by assignment to earn leadership. What does that mean? Leadership is influence. Let's say you have a sick child. Who has the most influence in a household when you have a sick child? That sick child or I'll be the sick child's influence, uh illness or situation. For some people it's their pets. Those are the ones that have the most sway. For some all different things. People want to follow. You need to move from this and this is what we're going to talk about here, going from leadership by assignment into people wanting to follow you, earn leadership. This is what I found out. Leadership is not education, success, certifications, book knowledge. It's not doctors, Google, Facebook, Instagram, or anything like that. Right, and who can be a leader? The most educated, the most experienced, the one who knows English. Even though I found out today that 30% of construction workers in the United States do not speak English. How do you like that? It's a little factoid. But it can also be the least educated, the least experienced, the one who doesn't know English, the one without the car keys, right? And incentives show who the leaders are. Leaders often are the ones who manage, they manage the schedule, manage the annual review. Who manages your annual review? There's people who manage people, not the safety professional, often. People, uh, you know, people forget this, right? And I got this on the Safety Nights uh, website with uh, David Jansky, right? People said, I didn't know that I was so hated until the COVID-19 situation came about. They would go along with safety. They may treat you amicably, they'll treat you this way, that way. But guess what? You're all you're not the one who has the most impact on them. You're not the one who manages their pay, their schedule, their annual review. It was mind blowing for a lot of companies to start to have the annual reviews. Um the annual reviews to include safety. Still controversial. I have a client extremely, you know, oh. We have to worry about safety in our annual review, really? Aye, aye, aye. So, those are the people who are going to influence them. And we also find out that facts don't matter, don't always matter because a lot of people have facts. And your facts could be incorrect. Having correct facts versus incorrect facts, having opinions. Other people have other opinions. Again, facts are viewed through the lens of opinion and context and everything else. You may not have credibility. You can have all the facts in the world, all the success in the world, not have any credibility with that person. So guess what? That's going to impede your leadership. This one I uh, use is the Army Leadership uh, Guide. This is the current one. I use the older one from uh, 1948, 47 uh, to build what I do, right? And lead, what's leadership? Leadership is like safety. He lead, no, safety is the presence of controls, not the absence of accidents, illnesses, and incidents. Right? That's that zero accident side. That's not what safety. And I asked the crowd today. I said, "Look, because you had an accident, does that automatically make your company a dangerous company?" That's what. That's how it's being managed. That's how it's being viewed by a lot of managers. And I mean, managers, not at your little tiny firms. We're talking multi-billion dollar firms. You had an accident. Therefore, you're an unsafe company and you're an evil person. Getting back to what we're going to talk about in a minute. A leader may have all a whole bunch of a- attributes, but you don't need to have all of them be a leader. more warn them, and we're going to talk about them, are going to tra- no, translate into better leadership no matter what. And that's it. Leadership pyramid that we have. By the way, this is copywriting. Now, leadership pyramid that I developed here, and this was based on the Army stuff. I was not in the military. This is what we were looking to, uh, to build. You don't need all these bricks to have leadership. This is what you have. So optimism. It's probably the most important asset in leadership is optimism. And we're going to say this. what is now, What do you view your employees as very controversial. Yeah. Optimism focused on solutions, not afraid of failure. Communicators, future oriented success mindset. They use the mode of language motivation, right? Behaviors are infectious. Optimism is infection infectious. i have read that cynicism and pessimism spread a lot quicker than optimism. You got to work to be an optimist. Don't have to work to be a pessimist. Optimists value collaboration. So here's a question for you. What do you think of your employees? Are your employees part of the problem or part of the solution? Are they all bad apples? Are they in common? Are they blame for all safety issues? What about management with their incentive program? And incentives could be verbal or nonverbal. It could be an attaboy. It could be here's an incentive thing. Uh you know, prize, they got a little tchotchke. We got a lot of little tchotchkes today. They're really nice. And this is what employee, you know, well, what do you think about them? You think negatively about your employees? Do you think you're going to be able to lead them? They're the problem, right? You, what do you think? Achieve professional confidence there, right? We're out there and I'm told there are something like 300 credentials for uh safety, right ASV, CSV, CIH, CHSC, OHSD. I know one guy has them all from the BCSV. Incredible. I used uh, the used book services, various internet resources that are reputable other than Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, X. Right, And you need to seek experience advice. So you need to learn the job that people are doing. Right of the people you're supposed to be leading. You're supposed to add more information, more context to what's going on out there. There's a guy out there, uh, Brent Sutton. He came up with the idea of learning teams. And you can have event learning teams, meaning you have an event and there's a learning team. I see calling things investigations. We're going to have a learning team. We're going to find out what the context is everything else. Why? Because you start to go out there with an investigation. You put people on the defensive and it puts you on the offensive. We're going to go out there. We're going to find out what the hell is going on. How did this happen? Not going to get anywhere that way, folks. Gotta, You know, you're going to come out with bad things. And then you can have an everyday learning team, which is your regular audits, everyday activities. A management of change or periodic learning team, that's where, hey, new technology, new changes in laws, periodically, hey, we want to revisit this, that sort of thing. And these are his three books, The Practice of Learning Teams, Four Ds for Hop and Learning Teams, I read that this week, uh, and A Learning Teams Journal. And let's remember, more information does not make you more stupid. Right? More information is good. You may not like the information you need to be able to handle the information. Know your limitations. right? And I have a video for this, but it's off of YouTube, and I don't want to violate any copyright things here. But it's Dirty Harry, Magnum Force. A man has got to know his limitations. Know what your limitations are. Know what you don't know. Know what you know. Know what you don't know. Real simple. Know what your physical limitations are, your mental limitations, your time limitations, all different types of limitations out there. Right. Next thing, seek out and volunteer for responsibility. You want to go out there and you want to show, uh, you know, uh, that you're one to t- be accountable, take ownership of things because if you seek out responsibility, you accomplish things that adds to your success. And now you have to market that success into a good safety program, into your leadership program. I'm a leader because I got this stuff done. I'm successful. Very good sell for a C-suite. Maybe a harder sell to the workforce, right? That's what you want to do, accountability. Don't take the blame. And let's say that. I'm not talking about taking the blame. Not your, right? You have incentives. Very rarely is the worker to blame for things. And you may have heard in the behavior-based safety world that you know, 80% of accidents are from unsafe acts and we're 90% of that, And then all of a sudden you're blaming the employer. Uh, I'm sorry, the employee. Versus what was the incentive that that person had to do what he or she did? And that usually comes to management. Look to improve. Always look to improve yourself. The next one, lead by example. This is a common meme here, right? You want to be the boss or you want to be the leader? The boss sits back and lets everybody else do the work. The leader goes out there and does things. What's the example? Leading through example. PPE. Do you wear it? When you're supposed to. I know of a company that lost a major contract because none of the management will wear a PPE. None of the management would obey exclusion zones on a hazmat job. You see the guys out there working, doing their thing and they're out there with, uh, in sneakers. Attend meetings. Right. Hey, you need to go for that safety training over there. Well, you're the leader. Did you go out there and do that safety training? Oh. Right? How about going in and attending a job hazard analysis meeting in the morning? Did you ever do that? Probably an important thing. Help with the work. Help. Don't do the work. Help with the work. Work with people. Shared sweat. Shared struggle. Goes a long way. Care for those people. Care for your people. They're not pieces of meat. They're human beings. Have a positive attitude. How's anybody else going to have a positive attitude if you don't have a positive attitude? Let me ask you that much. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Communication is the key. A lot of things that we can help you out there on safety words, newsletters, internal podcasts, weekly meetings, online platforms, let them know what safety is doing. It creates value in everything that you're doing. Understand and take care of your team. Richard Branson, take care of your employees. They'll take care of your business. Simple as that. Uh, there was a recent uh, uh, interview I heard on coast to coast AM of somebody who was into disaster preparation. Was worked at a very high level of disaster preparation. He was hired by billionaires to help them prepare for disasters. And he told them. They said, "Well, what you know, we have this up there. These you know underground bunkers, and we're going to have people there. How, what what do you say? Well, who's your security people? Well, are you afraid of them taking over your bunker? Yeah, yeah. I never thought of it. Well, how do we stop that? They said, "Well, you're a billionaire, right? Yeah." well, why don't you pay for your security professional's bar mitzvah kids' bar mitzvah. Confirmation. Why don't you pay for him and his family to go on a nice vacation for two weeks? Why don't you take an interest in them? Be their leader. In other words, being their leader. They'll take care of you. Some food for thought there. Remind your people how, where they fit in and how important their contributions are. Make them feel good find a balance though you know you can't get too personal and measure what matters got to measure what matters guys in the safety industry and I watched a presentation this morning well we're going to collect data this is how we collect data here's our software and everything. okay all well and good but if you're not looking at the data what difference does it make why are we collecting it if we never look at it now there's certain data we have to collect but no, what what are we doing here? Measure what matters. And if a piece of data doesn't matter, don't measure it. If you're not going to do anything with it, don't measure it. Because as the attorney said, you may be hanging yourself later on in litigation because it's all open for discovery. Make sound but timely decisions. All right, Delaying a decision may show hesitancy, loss of confidence, confusion, and failure. Here's one of my big pet peeves on this stuff. We're all safety professionals here, right? The OSHA 301 incident report needs to be completed within one week of the incident. But many job sites require it to be filled out by the end of the shift. And what happens? What's the result? Rushed investigations lead to rushed decisions that may not be right. Don't rush things. Got to make a sound decision. Because you don't make a sound decision, guess what? You destroy your credibility and inhibit your leadership. That's an impediment. So what do you try to do? Plan ahead. Do fatal flaw analysis. Emergency response plans. Crisis management plans. Business continuity plans. All different types of scripts. That's what you try to, what you try to do. Train as a team. Get everyone on board, even the CEOs and upper-level management. Get them on board. Get the procurement people on board. I'm a big fan of the tabletop exercise. That's maybe all that you'll be able to do with a CEO or upper-level management. But everyone's got to know what's going on, information. And more information makes you smarter, not dumber. Remember that. Change. Good change bad change. What do you do? You have to have continuous improvement. That's changed. New technologies, that's changed. New ideas, asking for ideas, accept the reporting, get information, accept people are going to report things. So you're good and bad. May not like it, but at least you know what the organization is doing that you're managing. Accept bad news. How do you accept bad news? Because it matters. How do you accept bad news? Praise in public. Criticize in private. I think that's self explanatory on that. Look for new leaders. You owe it to your organization. Look for the same attributes that we've been discussing. You need to expand that business, expand your capacity, expand your leadership, expand in safety. Because more leadership means more capacity equals more safety. When you talk about guards, because that's in that thing, right? And develop leaders. Don't always look towards human resources. Leadership is continuous improvement. There's no sink or swim. Guide, right? Feedback. Positive way. Be reasonable in your expectations and look for talent in unusual places. That's the pyramid there. Leadership pyramid. What's my conclusion? And again, let me... Say this, let me go back a second with this leadership pyramid. You don't need all these things. If you're missing one, that's fine. Missing a couple, that's fine. But the idea is that you're able to build this and and the top achievers out there have all this stuff going for them and more. Conclusion. You may not be able to influence everyone. Some people are not going to accept your leadership and you know what you do? That's okay. Accept it. Maybe what you need to do is find out who's their leader and influence that person. So you have a company with 100 people. Not everyone's going to be a leader. Maybe seven or eight people are going to be leaders. Can you now? That's a much smaller elephant to swallow, seven or eight people versus 100. Small. You're able to do that. Concentrate on those people, influencing them. Leadership is learned, and most people must learn it, right? Don't take things personally. Don't do it personally, right? My hope, the presentation that we had this in this discussion will spill over into your personal life because you need leaders now. Providing leadership saves lives, right? That's why we're safety professionals. Save lives, save injury, right? Prevent injuries. And one person cannot change the world, but one person can communicate the message that can change you. You can't change the world, that's fine. I think I can. That's me. I'm a you know, messianic complex there. But one person, you could communicate that message, whatever that is. And that's us. We're uh, safety wars owned by JCB Technical Services. We offer training classes. We have on-site, uh, support and everything else in the safety field litigation support that's our contact information uh, jim at safetywords.com. give us a call at 845-269-5772 or www.safetywords.com and uh, thank you for watching and listening and uh, we will go and uh, stop the recording right now and good night everybody